The Scott Jackson Show is brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're ever injured in an accident, dial 757-INJ-URED for our friends at Larry King. Welcome back to the Scott Jackson Show. It's time for Football at Four on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we are brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. Pleasure right now to hit the Ballyhoo's guest line and bring in the mouth of the South, the cover specialist, the one and only Fred Smoot. What is up, buddy? What's up, Brother Jackson? How are you doing down there? I'm doing good, man. Uh, exciting week, obviously, up there in the command center for you guys with all, with all things going on. I know you love defense, so seeing Dan Quinn hired, I'm sure, was uh, music to your ears. Uh, yes, it was. You know, I told you from the door. Uh, I know everybody wanted a hot candidate to be in Johnson. I was more of, uh, let's get a leader in here because you got to realize you got, you got first year, second year ownership, and you got a, a first year PM. need to have somebody with, with, with some parents on the wall. So when, when they said Dan Quinn, and I had talked to a lot of his ex players, they, 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 hey, I know when players love a coach and they'll go, they'll go all out and beyond for a coach. I think he's going to bring a lot to us. I know it wasn't a sexy piece, but by time we didn't do the sexy thing. We did the smart thing. And I think he's going to uh, actually help us really go in the right direction. Well, you know, Joe Witt Jr. comes in as part of that as well. I mean, what what could this mean for guys like, look, Emmanuel Forbes, your Mississippi State Bulldog, um, you know, the other guys in the secondary. What what could this mean for them having a, a, de- a defense that really looks to accentuate takeaways and big plays? Well, first of all, think about this. Uh, two years ago, uh, Trayvon Diggs had an 11-pick season. This year, Bland steps right in, fourth-round picks, and, and breaks the NFL record with six interceptions returned to the house. I five interceptions. Don't forget, uh, Witt was also in Green Bay for 14 years. I think they accumulated 847 takeaways. You're talking about somebody that majors in taking the ball away. So now, think about this. If you're a DB in that defensive backfield, and you just had a high school coach trying to help you be a pro, Tell me the difference in that. You got somebody that's proven, not with just Hall of Fame, but somebody that's proven they can plug and play anybody at these positions. They're more of teachers than they are dictators. And I think that what changes everything, especially for a defensive back. First, you need your, your coach to believe in you. Two, you need your coach to coach you up. Three, you need your coach to set you up for success. I can't say we had all three of those last year. So all I say about this, if you're St. Juice, if you're Emmanuel Phillips, if you Cam Curl, I would be just loving it right now, Jack, because at the end of the day, I know I got some coaches in here who's going to help me on the field and off the field. So uh, we're here with Fred Smoot, uh, cover specialist, former Washington Redskins, Minnesota Viking. Here, Scott Jackson, show priority auto sports radio, 94.1, joins us via the Valley, who's guest line. So the, the, the offensive side was an interesting hire with Cliff Kingsbury, who was so close to going to the Raiders, of course, spent the last year uh, out at USC as an offensive analyst and the quarterback's coach with Caleb Williams. What did you think of, of that hire, and what do you are, – are you like – it seems like the entire rest of the NFL world assuming now that they're absolutely going to go try to trade for Caleb Williams? Uh, I think they got the best candidate available. They wanted some youth infusion in there. They wanted somebody that has an offense very similar to the Shanahan's, how they create space. And if you really want to know, I know everybody hear his name, and the first thing coming to their mind is this guy's going to throw the ball over the yard. No, he's 
throws the ball very creatively, but he also, last his last two years in Arizona, he ran the ball 49% of the time. So you're not talking about a guy that's going to just forget about the running game. You've got to realize this. I always tell people, coaches are like players. We get better with time also. I, we get better with our second chance. we got a guy right here with his second chance to prove people in the league that he's one of these guys that can change offense and give them an identity and give them a version of what you want. You said it. At the end of the day, if you're going to draft a quarterback in the top five, you need somebody that speaks fluent quarterback. And the one thing I can say about this guy who's coached Johnny Mazzell, he's coached Baker Mayfield, he's coached Patty Mahomes, Coach Kyle Murray, he's coached a lot of these guys. He can get the best out of guys, but also he, he lets he lets them be them. So, do you think it's a definite uh, tell that they're going to try to chase down the hometown kid, Caleb Williams? I wish I could spread that news. You know, I like to start rumors. You do, most of the time, but I, I'm not going to go out on William and say this. I'm going to say they're going they, they, they to get the guy. And just think about this. Drake May is a guy that's, that's in the air raid system right now in North yep. Carolina. Uh, Drake May is a guy that I have to ask myself, are we going we gonna to pass on Justin Herbert twice? Like, that's the question you have to ask because he's very Justin Herbert-like. A uh, little splash of Josh Allen in there. And the great part about a guy like Drake May, he hasn't peaked out in college, meaning he's only going to get better with better coaching. Tall swing can make everything, and, and he's going to a lot better than people think he can. He's a very good athlete. And then you got Jaden Daniels, the Highland Trophy winner. And you know what? At first I had tried, I, I said he had a little bit of RG3 in it. That's why I called him RG4 for a while. But this, this guy has some talent. He could be the best deep ball thrower in this world. But he still has some things to work on, especially when it comes about throwing the ball across the middle. So you're taking back the RG4 label? We kept taking it, but that's not a bad label because I can say this about RG3. Uh, he had he had the ability to be a star in this league, but he sometimes did. we have to, we have to get out of our own way. So I think he's a better version. That's why I said RG4. I was trying to say he's a better version okay. of that guy. All right, all right. I just want to make sure. Um, no, it's interesting what you bring up about you know because again with uh, with Longo uh, that system that he put in place at Carolina before he left that May played in, and obviously Hal played in it as well. It does yeah. seem like all three of these quarterbacks, if, if these are the three that you're looking at, could could all be fits for Cliff Kingsbury's offense, uh, If you know, if that's assuming they're going quarterback, which I'd be shocked if they didn't. Well, here's the thing about it. All three of these guys can move. All of these guys can use their legs as weapons. All three of these guys can, can, can make plays off schedule. All three of these guys a peak talent. Now, you're going to think about college talent compared to pro talent. How fast do they learn how to read defenses? How clean and cut are you going to make reads? Are you going to have a one game to back them up? Because it don't matter, Jack, who we get on the season. we got to protect them guys. And right now, the best offensive lineman on this team is Sam Cosby. But you got to have five Sam Cosby if you really want to get something going with a quarterback. And I think that's what they showed at the Texas this year with Larry McCunsell and the rest of those guys right there blocking for C.J. Shroud. If you, if you get these guys the right blocking, they can go out here and they can play outside of themselves and not play like regular rookies. So at the end of the day, I think we can move faster than people think we can considering not only do we got the number two pick, but we got two number twos. One almost is a first-round pick at the, end, at the beginning of the second. You can really reshape this team. 
Fred Smith with us here uh, on the Scott Jackson Show, Priority Order Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by uh, Larry King Law coming to us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. Uh, on defense, uh, a texter wanted to know this. Do you think there is a, a, a Cam Chancellor candidate, if you will, in the Dan Quinn defense? Uh, I think Cam Curl. Like, you remember when Cam Curl, rookie season, where he was really getting the yeah. ball back? Yep. Uh, we haven't seen that Cam Curl in a while. Uh, and don't people forget so quickly that the Shazer ever came in here and made plays last year. I know he was hurt, but that's another guy you got. And we got a couple of safeties coming out of Miami that I really like. Range you guys that can really make plays. So there's a couple of safeties in this draft. And you got to realize, this is a, this is a coach that had uh, curse. Curse was almost at the league. He almost turned him into a pro bowler. So he liked long things that he can get down to check tight ends and stuff like this. So we will have what you call some unicorns and stuff like that. But I, I expect for him to look for those type guys in the draft. Uh, him just looking and saying, these are the guys that I already got. They can do some of the same similar things. So Cam Curl, he's a guy that can really sell in a defense like this. What about what about Derek Forrest? Before you know, a guy again who, when he's on the field, has been a takeaway specialist. Yeah, Forrest is a guy that everybody forgets about. Also, he can really get yep. on. And what I think I love about him and, and Cam is they actually what we call rock and roll at the safeties. They don't. Both of them can play free safety. Both of them can play scrum safety. Both of them can play in the box. Both of them can play close to the line. They play well off each other. So that, that that'll be another plus to it. Like I tell people, the cabinet here in Washington is not as bad. As you think it is, because I, I tell people, this is the truth, and we all know this living in this world. If, if, if you show me a bad child, I'll show you two bad parents. So that's what it is. You can only do what you taught, and you can only do what you coach on the football field. So sometimes, if you got bad coaches, the players will play bad. And I always say, if nobody on the defense is, is, is having success, that's something that's a telltale sign because everybody is not solid. So at the end of the day, to get the best out of players. And I, I, I tell people, look at one example. Philadelphia went to the Super Bowl, yeah. brought most of their roster back, and they lost their offensive coordinator, and they lost their defensive coordinator, and they look like a totally different team. Coaching matters. No doubt. All right, Fred Smoots with us here. Uh, we talk a lot of things with the commanders. Want to get his Super Bowl thoughts before we let him go. Uh, be the Ballyhoo's guest line. All right, um, 49ers, they've been here before but have not been able to finish it. Chiefs trying to make it back-to-back. Uh, who do you like on Super Sunday? I think it's going to be a great game. Let's start there. Okay, I think yep. it's gonna be, Agreed. I think it's going to be down to the end. I think it's going to be won by a field goal. But I had to go through both teams and say, where are the edges at? Right, let's say quarterback, Jack. We know who we're taking in that. That's Pat Mahomes. Say offensive line, Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in the game, but I think Kansas City has the best group. Wide receiver goes to the 49ers. Running back goes to the 49ers, but Pacheco can make things happen, and Andy Reid runs the ball more in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. If you're talking about defense, nobody's talking about Kansas City defense. McDuffie is all pro. I think they got one of the best defensive backs. They could have the best pair of defensive backs in the league. All right, so don't forget Chris Jones is out there. All right, best defensive lineman in the game. I know Bosa is on the other side, but Chris Jones is playing better than Bosa right now. It's a hard pick when it comes to these teams. And I will say this, I got to lean with Kansas City because going against Andy Reid and going against Pat Mahomes, I think that's the edge, and I think it's going to come down to special teams. And Buckner is the number two kicker in the league when it comes to field 
field goal percentage. And then I got a kicker on the other side with the 49ers that they don't have a lot of trust in. And I think it's going to be a field goal game. So if I say it's a field goal game, Jackson, I have to go with the team with the best field goal kicker. MVP of the game, Buckner, Kansas wow. City, 20 to 17. Plus, I got one more bet you need to go make. If Kansas City wins this game, Travis Kelsey is going to go to a knee. And he's got 15 days to Taylor Swift. No better time to do it. Look at you. You're such a romantic, man. I forget that hey, about you what? when I'm not around what? you, you know? <laughs> hey, why not? If he, if he proposed to her, he should not do it with a ring. Because no minute he could buy enough carriage to feed Team Rabbits, and it wouldn't be enough. So what he should do is use his own Super Bowl ring from last year, put it on, and get engaged. Look at that. All right. Fred Smoot, some love advice uh, a week out of Valentine's Day. How about that? And yeah, uh, his Super enough. Bowl pick. Yeah, how about you giving the kicker some love, man? I, I hope it doesn't come down to the kickers. I want Pat Mahomes driving it down the field for a touchdown or something, man. I want to see the quarterbacks. Well, Jack, you got to realize we got the number two and the number three defense. Kansas City is the yeah. number two defense. Uh, 49ers is the number three defense. This will not be explosive. Uh, so at the end of the day, I have to look at the other things that can tip the scale here. And the two yeah. things that can tip the scale here is if I go, who's the best coach? I know everybody say Shanahan is, is a wizard, uh, but I know Andy Reid is proven. He's the better coach. I, when I look at the other thing, Pat Mahomes, he's a better quarterback. Plus, I put the third variable in there. They got the best kicker. That's victory to me, Jackson. All right. There you go. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to watching it uh, at FSmoot21. Sean T., we'll have a lot to talk about between now and the draft, uh, obviously breaking down all these quarterbacks and other positions as well. Thanks for squeezing us in, man. Always good catching up. Anytime for you, Jackson, man. You know I love them people down there in Norfolk, too. I'm down there all the time, more than y'all think. Well, you ought to let me know next time. That's really nice of you, by the way. Hey, anytime, brother. But I was going there before you moved there. I was already in that area before you moved there. I was going down to visit. All right. Well, we've talked about the seven five seven together before. All right. Well, next time, let me know. All right. I will do it. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right, brother. Fred Smoot uh, with us here, Scott Jackson Show, uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. Smoot would have loved being here at Hooters, uh, eleven sixty North Military Highway in Norfolk. That's where we are today. Part of our uh, big game, you know, tailgate tour uh, as we get you ready for Sunday. Fred likes the Niners in a very close game. You just heard him there. I think most people are having a very difficult time betting against Patrick Mahomes. Unless, of course, you're a 49er fan, and then you have to do that. You have no other choice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's still – I'm still trying to get around that, the whole Patrick Mahomes thing. It's hard for me to let that go, too. I, again, I, I think there's a lot of areas where the 49ers have advantages, especially if they want to be serious about running the football. I really think they can jam it on this uh, team. The question is, will they stick with it? And maybe will the 49ers sucker them like they did the Ravens into thinking, no, no, actually we should be going air out, airing it out here. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Ballyhoo's phone line, that's also the text line. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, Roger Goodell had uh, two big points that actually made a lot of sense yesterday at his uh, press conference. We'll get to those coming up next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. You are listening to the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Thanks to uh, Fred Smoot for uh, jumping on board with us, talking all things commanders, hires, and also 
hitting on the Super Bowl. By the way, our uh, bull riding tickets are gone for the day. Derek has scored those just a few moments ago here. That's uh, inside of Hooters here on uh, 1160 North Military Highway. We do have tickets, though, to still give away for uh, Train Ario Speedwagon. Tickets uh, go on sale on Friday uh, for that show, uh, which is coming up on um, the 7th of August. Excuse me, tickets are already on sale. They, they went on sale on January 26th. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, uh, show is uh, Wednesday, August 7th at Ver- Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater. We also have uh, Australian Pink Floyd tickets for Friday, June 20th at Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. So uh, come on by and see us here. Who's between now and seven? While supplies last, you could score tickets. But if you missed out of the bull riding tickets, they're still interested. We may have a pair tomorrow on our road tour. We may. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but otherwise, you can always do that old-fashioned thing you can pay for uh, if you wanted to. All right, 757-687-9494. A couple things from Roger Goodell yesterday that were extremely encouraging. Number one, the thing that I hate the most, as you know, about any sporting event uh, these days, about anything really, just for the, any television, is the streaming service thing. Drives me bonkers. Oh, right? we know. Yeah, it drives me crazy. I've, I've talked about this way too many times, I know. It makes me sound very old, and I am. Uh, but it, it just, you know, yeah, why do I have to buy all these different things? Why can't it just all be a one dang place? I mean, I enjoy ESPN, the plus, but why can't more stuff be on there? Why do I have to go to Paramount Plus or all these other goofy pluses? Um, what is the, what's the other one? Uh, Paramount, then you Don't have, forget the Peacock. The Peacock, excuse me. Yeah, there we go. So anyway... There's always been speculation, hey, why didn't the NFL they really wanted to make some money and rip off the public some more? Wouldn't they uh, put the Super Bowl in a pay-per-view? Well, Roger Goodell eased us all day yesterday. He said, not in his time. Not in his time. Now you could say, well, how many years does he have left? Three, four, five? <laughs> maybe maybe in the next decade we could have that. But he said, no, they're, they're not going to Don't think you're service. getting rid of Roger anytime no, soon. No, <laughs> he makes too much money. Why would he retire? But his point yesterday was that broadcast television has been way too good to them. And that's why they have been so successful. Hello, this is what my argument with the NFL is, and they want to throw these extra little things in the streaming service. And he points that 90% of the games are on broadcast TV. I, you know, I don't know how many weeks they're on the Amazon Prime thing, but it feels like, what, at least 14 or 15, right? Like, there's got to be like 15 or 16 weeks that they're on Amazon Prime. But I guess they, they don't count those. Uh, I think it's 16. It's I'm at least doing 16 the quick games. math in my head. Yeah. yeah, it's at least 16 games. Um, so maybe there's like 18 games that are exclusive um, streamers this year out of I don't know how many games it is. I, I don't know. Too much math involved. So I guess that still breaks down to 90%. But I'm with him. I mean, it, it's silly. that They should be doing it. And again, you should – like all companies or all businesses should strive to make your product the most available as possible. You'd think. That's just a crazy business idea I had. Um, didn't go to business school. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express once. So, anyway, that, that's what I was thinking. So, he did say that, which was good, because I think there have been a lot of this over the top. And a lot of these streaming people, they're like cult members. They want you to, they want you to be part of it. They, they've been suckered into this world where they want you to be part of it. Oh, no, you should cut the cord, man. Cut the cord is cheaper. Oh, it's so much cheaper. No, it's not. Unless not you don't, don't like caring about things like news and, I don't know, stuff that I find things are important in my life. Uh, you know, like local stuff. I like that, too. But, you know, some of them don't. And anyway, but they're like, no, nah, man, you got to cut the cord. It's great. No, it's not. You're, you're spending more a la carte than you would be if you just bought one service and, you know, did like I did and just became a complete sucker for everything that you care about. But anyway, the other, the other thing you hit on this kickoff, and this has been something that's been driving me crazy. You know, they love to talk about these concussion numbers that, by the way, have only increased and not decreased, right? Right. So they get rid of the kickoff, essentially, this year with this bogus, you know, you can call a fair catch anywhere inside of the field and – you know, they put it up on the 25-yard line as long as, you know, 
you, you call the fair catch. You don't have to even down at the end zone anymore. So they decided that you know this was going to make things safer, and it didn't. Uh, lower body injuries, fascinatingly enough, have gone down this season. Maybe it's just a player on player thing because there was a you know there's been some discussion for many years among players saying you know what I'd rather have a concussion than somebody you know hit my knee and they're like don't say that the kids are yeah, watching don't say, don't say that in front of the kids and the soccer moms they're going to be upset they're not going to let their kids play football anymore but there that is a feeling like there there is that feeling I'd rather take the high hit than somebody hit my knees you know or something like that this could impact you know my ability to play you know you know for the rest of the season. Right. And, that, and that, that's not an unfair thing to say if you're, if you're a player. I understand what they lo- how they look at that. But anyway, the commissioner did say yesterday, did you not want to do away with kickoffs? And he did say he w- it's an exciting play. They want to find a way to keep it in the game. Same as punts. But when you see a higher injury rate, you can't ignore that. Now, what they need to wrap their arms around, which I'm not sure they're quite ready to do, but I've seen some – um, some people speculating maybe they will do it is this XFL thing, which was the low impact kickoff, if you will. So you got ten players in each team lined up five yards apart. So there's no running starts because that's the danger of the kickoff in the park. Right. Like, yep. It's the long sprinting running starts. Back in the day, they had the wedge busters and then some of these other things, and it just it, it is high impact. Obviously, high speeds, high a lot more. Sp- there's more space. There's more speed. There's more impact. That's why this is the other funny thing why the NFL kind of talks out of both sides of their mouth, yet they want more pass plays. Right. And where the bigger collisions are in the pass plays, not the run plays at the line of scrimmage. Like, you'll get some where there's a free hitter, like a guy misses a block and a guy, linebacker comes right. through, right. and comes through, kills the poor running back. But more likely than not, you know, those are block plays, and, you know, the guy gets tripped up or whatever. And, yeah, I mean, there's some head-on-head tackles at times, but not as many as, like, you know, guy running across the middle – and there's, you know, these two, like, you know, front runaway trains coming towards the football, looking at the ball, and bam, you have the collision. So, anyway, they, the idea, though, is you know, to get down, get away from those long impact plays like kickoffs. And the XFL style shows that they c- you can do it, still have a lot of returns, have excitement in returns, but also, again, reduce high-speed collisions to cause the serious, you know, head injury type of uh, injuries or neck injuries, you know, as well. Uh, on kickoffs too so if they want to embrace it and i know it'd be kind of an admission of wow we're stealing this from the xfl or the ufl but it, it good good ideas are good ideas well and you know that that camera that that kind of flies yeah. around all, they stole that from the xfl Absolutely. and they had no problem with that so yes, they stole a lot of stuff from the know, xfl in terms of game entertainment i agree with you yeah no they, you're right but th- this thing seems to be makes way too much sense i'm surprised they didn't do it this year and the other thing they didn't i don't know if they talked about it yesterday i didn't see any stories on it that like, the onside kick is another play that's dangerous. Yeah. And it's also yeah. just like – I don't want to say it's easier to win Powerball, <laughs> but it feels like just as many yeah, people I win – Yeah, I get that too. I think just as many people win Powerball in the season, of, in an NFL season, that actually convert an onside kick. And I know there's more people playing. Okay, That's it. probably fair, though. But anyway, I, I just feel like that that is not much of a – not much of a real – great thing you know I, I don't i don't i don't think the onside kick does a whole lot d- for us anymore I, th- I think it's time for the fourth and 15 at your own 25 or, or whatever be on 30 wherever they want to put it i don't care i think that would be much more interesting what if we made it a hail mary <laughs> yeah right right just like remember you're playing yeah. when you're, when you're yeah. a kid playing 100 in the yeah, backyard not, 500, right? you know, just throw up the hail mary mm-hmm. whoever comes down with it there you go we could do that we could definitely do that hey it is um hot take tuesday by the way 
Coming up at 5 o'clock, get your hot takes ready, uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Hopefully Seal does not reappear uh, in this week's hot takes as well. All right, uh, we'll get a timeout in. James has got an update coming up on the other side. ESPN put out their all-time Super Bowl teams uh, last week via their DVOA metric, uh, which is very confusing. Um, so we'll get a mathematician to explain it. No, we'll explain it, and we'll get to it uh, next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we're brought to you by Larry Kinglaw. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. The Scott Jackson Show. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. We're coming at you from Hooters uh, 1160 North Military Highway here in Norfolk. Football fans, Hooters will make the big game Sunday. Lip smacking good time. Order the carryout special, 50 wings, any style, any flavor, just 45 bucks. Add dressing and celery for only 5 bucks more. Call your favorite Hampton Roads Hooters to pre-deliver or pre-order, not pre-deliver, pre-order by February 9th, the guarantee, or join us for the big game and let the world-famous Hooters girls take care of you and your crew. And be sure to come in for exciting new specials every single day starting Monday after the big game. Savings on your favorite menu items and drinks specials only at Hooters, your original wing joint. All right, we do have um, tickets to give away if you come on out and see us. Uh, Derek will hook you up. we got some still some train Aria Speedwagon as well as Australian Pink Floyd tickets. Uh, before we get out of here to give away. We're here till 7 if you want to join us. So this week, uh, well, it's actually last week, ESPN, six days ago to be exact, put out their annual DVOA ratings, which is uh, efficiency of play-by-play basis adjusted on situation for opponent for teams prior to the start of uh, 1981. So the estimated DVO ratings are based on Pro Football References' simple rating system plus the average margin of victory during the postseason. There's also an adjustment for the first four Super Bowl champions reflect the NFL was stronger uh, than the AFL before the merger. So they break down every one of the 57. They rate them 57 to number one being the best team in this DVOA rating system. Um, And I didn't even need to understand DVOA to already know what the number one team should have been. I I don't even have to give it We knew. We knew. I knew it would be the 91 Redskins uh, because they were the strongest team on all sides of the ball. I mean, special teams were sensational. Brian Mitchell was awesome that year. Um, You know, they had Chip Lummer as a really good kicker uh, as well. And their offense was unstoppable, and their defense was excellent as well. so they picked the, the Redskins of 91 as the number one team, as they have on a few other occasions. And, and USA Today has picked them as well. Why are they the greatest team of all time, according to the DVOA breakdown? Well, Washington led the NFL in points scored, uh, was second in points allowed. It lost by a field goal to the Cowboys after the 11-0 start. Then it sat at starters in the final week, and that lost to the Eagles, just to lose by two points. And those were the only two losses. Um, that team, as great as they were, though, I, I still get frustrated to think because they could have been unbeaten that year. They, oh, they, they could have. Yeah. They oh, should yeah. have been unbeaten that year. They played a little lackluster against Dallas, goofed around, ended up losing that game. Um, gave up a Hail Mary before halftime to Alvin Harper. I don't forget that. But anyway, you know, maybe they needed the wake-up call. Who knows? But the 91 Washington team was second in offensive DVOA behind the uh, 49ers, third on defense behind the Eagles and the Saints, and uh, first on special teams. But what was more impressive was that out of 1,309 teams going all the way back to 1981, it was the only team to rank in the top 50 in all three phases. 
Uh, again, uh, 50th in offense, 30th defense, 19th in special teams. Washington won games during that season by scores like 45 nothing over Detroit, 34 nothing over the then Phoenix Cardinals, 23 nothing over the Eagles. Beat the Falcons 56-17, uh, Rams 27-6. Uh, came to the playoffs. They blew out the Falcons again, 24-7. Lions uh, in the NFC Championship game beat them 41-10. Uh, that year as well. And again, 37-10 lead over the Bills with about halfway through the fourth quarter eventually. Bills got a couple late touchdowns with a 37-24 win. And of course, that was pretty much, you know, at that point, I mean, Buffalo would just kind of be kicking themselves in the butt because they really thought after just losing such a close game the prior year to the the, uh, Giants that they were just going to come in and beat Washington. And of course, they did not. And then would lose to the Cowboys at back-to-back Super Bowls after that. So that's who they have, number one. They have the Bears, that 85 team that really could have been unbeaten. Uh, they lost the one game on Monday night. You may remember when all the 72 Dolphins guys showed up on the sideline in Miami. And Dan, <laughs> yep. Marino, Dan Marino picked them apart. Uh, the 85 Bears is their second team in this, in this system, uh, in their rating system, followed by the 89 49ers that were 17-2. Okay. and two. That was a team that destroyed – John Elway and the Broncos. I think it was like 55-10. 55-10 in the Super Bowl. That was a really incredible 49ers team, uh, that 89 squad. Also, uh, the 96 Packers. Now, this one surprised me a little bit. 96 Packers, who that was the Desmond Howard Super Bowl, uh, you know, that year that when he was the star of that football game. And, you know, Brett Favre you know, had a good Super Bowl, but it wasn't wasn't a great Super Bowl by any means. And they beat that Patriot team that Bill Parcells had one foot out the door on at 96. The 92 Cowboys. See, I thought the 92 Cowboys would have been a little higher. I was a little surprised by that. Um, They were number five uh, in this DBOA breakdown. Uh, I kind of thought they would be further up. I'm a little surprised by the Packers. The uh, Dolphins of 73, not the 72 Dolphins, the 73 Dolphins who went 15-2 are their sixth-rated team. Patriots of 2004 um, was the team that was rated at number seven uh, in this metric, uh, followed by the Steelers of 75, which has five million Hall of Famers on it, that went 15 and two that season, and of course beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. The Cowboys of 95, that would be the Barry Switzer Cowboys, yeah. you, uh, that went 15 and four that season, and the 20, or excuse me, the 1998 Broncos. Uh, with John Elway that went 17-2 uh, and two and won back-to-back Super Bowl titles uh, that season. So those are um, the teams that uh, ESPN's DVOA metric, um, it's kind of the football outsiders guys came up with, that have got decided on them. I was a little surprised. The, eight, the teams I thought might have been in here would have been the 84 Niners, uh, who lost just one game, but they were at 11. Uh, the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom Seahawks, I really thought might have a chance as well, but their offense really wasn't all that no. great with Russell Wilson back then uh, when you go back and think about it. And, you know, they go further down. The 79 Steelers, another team, they finished 15th. I would have thought might, they might have got a little bit more love there uh, as well. But interesting stuff. And, and again, it's very mathy nerdy. I get it. Um, and I probably would have never brought it up if it didn't have the 91 Redskins at the top. <laughs> I probably would have never. You had your reasons. Yeah. You're honest they, about they it. They really least. don't like the 87 Redskins, the strike team, which I think is the short-sighted. They had them at 54 among the 54 Super Bowl, t- 57 Super Bowl champions at that point. 
By the way, if you're wondering, the, the team that they rank last is the 70 Baltimore Colts, who are 14-2-1. And they also rate poorly that <laughs> that New York Giants team that knocked off the unbeaten Patriots, which, frankly, is one of my most memorable Super Bowls ever. Because, again, the Patriots are going for 19-0, and here are the Giants, and Steve Spagnuolo, who you know has done a lot of great things as a coordinator and a defensive coach. I mean, that's his Picasso, that game. Um, but anyway, that was um, – I'm sorry, that was the second one. That was the 2011 team. That's the second one. The 2000 – I'm thinking of the 2007. So that's the 2011 team. That was the second one. That's the Mario Manningham, Eli Manning, dime. Uh, t- yeah, big oh, pass yeah, line. yeah. That, that's that game. That's different. Um, but I, w- I was thinking a minute for a minute that that was the 2017. Now, they have 2007 Giants team at 53. So they don't really think highly of the Tom Coughlin Giants teams. But yet, you know, again, two rings is two rings. You know, you can have one on each of your middle fingers. Yeah, I'll take it. As you, as you look at it that if way. If I was a Giants fan, I'd take it. But, that, again, that team, you know, they they saved America from the nightmare of the 19 or no Patriots. <laughs> so they should always be beloved. <laughs> it's hard for me to love a Giants team, yeah. but I guess I can make an exception. Yeah, exactly. 757 <laughs> If you want to hit us up uh, via the text line or the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line. All right. We're going to take a timeout. We'll, uh, we'll come back. We'll get to some of these texts. I uh, got some good ones here. Our guy Pittsburgh Ross has got some ideas about the onside kick and the kickoff. We'll get to those coming up next year. Scott Jackson, Joe Pride, on Sports Radio. 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we're brought to you by Larry King Law, 1160 North Military Highway. We're at the Hooters location here in Norfolk. We'll be here till 7. Just met the famous Ali in Norfolk, uh, Cowboys fan. Came by, say hi. Uh, always good to put a face to the name or face to the voice. Or oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, one, of our, one of our regular callers. Uh, 757-687-9494. Speaking of callers, Greg wants to join us via the Valley Hoos phone line to talk about the Giants on this DVOA list. What's up, Greg? Well, yeah, I mean, a Virginia Beach resident, but New Jersey native, and I think um, the entire country owes our New York Giants a thank you. Can you fathom a world where we have oh. to listen to the 19-0 and narrative? <laughs> I mean, you know, I sent 18-1 and t-shirts to all my Boston buddies, but if not, we <laughs> You know, listen, there's some kids in some third-world countries that enjoy those 19-0 Patriot uh, t-shirts. They do, and they, had to send they them do, over and, I'll, and I'll let yeah. you go, but like big, you know, it's been sad days for Big Blue for a while now, but I will always yeah. hang my hat on. We were able to stop the most annoying narrative from ever beginning. So, best of luck. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. You know, I've obviously been in that division, never rooted for the Giants, but no, I did that no. night, buddy. 2007, I was I was rooting for the Giants. I had to do that on the QT, you understand. Yeah, I was I in understand. Rumpel Patriots Yeah, fans. I know you're a Patriot family, so you got to be careful with that. But, no, I was – yeah, I think they deserve more love for the game. One of the great game plans in Super Bowl history. Oh, yeah. You know, they're talking, uh, you know, about this week and, and how to – you know, the way to stop Brock Purdy and the 49ers to get him uncomfortable is interior pressure. And I'm like, well – Probably have the perfect guy to figure that out for you with uh, uh-huh. Steve Spagnuolo, the way he likes to move his guys around, and Chris Jones, who seems to be uh, you know playing at a high level now that the playoffs have started. So yeah, I mean that's very important as they showed that night. I mean Tuck and Strahan and that. Crew, I mean that was an excellent Super Bowl. Everybody talks about the Tyree catch, which was important, but without that defense keeping you know Brady and Moss and that crew in check, I mean that none of that stuff matters. 
um, you know, late in the game. So that team, yeah, that, that was that was a hell of a coaching performance. And, and you know, again, to beat the Packers, you know, in Lambeau on the on the frozen, t- literally the frozen tundra, Tom Coughlin's face, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beat red and all that, you know, <laughs> to go in there and win. Uh, but you know, yeah, at that point, I think that really solidified to me that the Lambeau Field may be one of the most overrated places ever. Oh yeah, in terms of home field, because it just it is got, now, and it's gotten worse. I yeah. mean, then Rogers was even worse with it, more negligent with it, uh, with the teams, the 49er mm-hmm. teams that went in there and beat them. Tampa beat them there. I mean, it's like, you know, this whole oh, it's so tough, the cold weather, you know, it's, it's so much of an advantage and all stuff. Then, you know, here's the Packers just throwing up all over that narrative every time they get a chance. Uh, in the postseason now. And I think Jimmy – didn't Jimmy G beat them there yeah. too? Well, no, like a guy I texted mean, us last week, really, Michael Vick uh, started it, right? Michael Vick with the Falcons started it. And, you know, but that night was like so cold. There's no way the Packers are losing home. You know, Favre, yeah, they did. And then, again, Rodgers is just taking the baton from Favre and made it even worse at home. Yeah, uh, California kid. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, anyway, that, um, that team – that team, though, that Giants team, again, yeah, I get it. They were a wild card team and all that stuff. But, man, just for making sure we didn't have a 19 or no Patriot team, they should give a lot of – got them a lot of love. I mean, get them know? out of the 50s at least. Jeez. Exactly. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. All right, via the text line, um, where do we go here? Uh, oh, this is Tyler's hot take. I'll save that for hot take Tuesday at 5 o'clock hour. We'll get to that. Uh, somebody reminded me, too, don't forget about the YouTube TV stuff. By the way, Richie to the Math Force is really like 94% of the games are on over-the-air broadcast TV. Uh, so the commissioner, I don't know, maybe he was leaving room for next year <laughs> for, yeah, it, for another 6%. He just let something slip, maybe? Yeah, maybe he did. I don't know, another 6%. I don't know. Oh, I, I, here's what I find. Pittsburgh Ross said, I've been thinking of this kickoff thing and how to handle the onside element in a kickoff if it's taken out of the game. Teams could choose to take the ball at their own five-yard line and have three downs to get a first down. No fourth down in that ritual. Okay, so you have to get 10 yards and three downs. See, Dan Campbell would hate that. Okay, damn, fourth and 15. I thought three <laughs> downs to get f- f- 10 yards from your own five was tough, but how about two downs from your own three? Oh, my God, now we're going crazy here. Um, because those Steeler boys Super Bowls, um, 75 and 95, um, yeah, still some of his favorites. Okay, I, I hear you. 95, not so much. Wasn't a favorite, I don't think. That was not a favorite of yours if you're a Steeler fan, right? I can't that, imagine. That was that Cowboy uh, team that uh, won thanks to Larry I Brown slash Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, that was not a fun team. That was not a fun game for anybody involved except for people that root for the team with a star in their helmet. That group, that's it. All right, 757-687-9494 text line. Also the Ballyhoo's phone line. Yeah, I mean, this – Look, this DVOA thing is interesting, but there is no – look, in eras it's impossible. Like, and I think when you go through this stuff, you know, certainly the, the early, early eras, the 70s and 80s teams kind of get the short end of these kind of, these kind of metrics as well. Oh, yeah. Which is not necessarily fair, but the way it is. And John in Virginia Beach wants to jump on board here with us. What's happening, John? Hey, what's going on, Scott? How y'all doing? Good, man. Hey, you. Hey, um – how, how do y'all feel about throwing a little bit of money on McCaffrey for MVP of the Super Bowl? And I'm going to take that one off the air. I think the last time yeah. I checked, it was plus 475, and I'll take it off really? the air. Thank you. I, I said it earlier. I think if you think the 49ers are going to win the game, I think taking McCaffrey as the MVP is not a terrible idea. It's a good investment uh, because I, I do think that's the way they win with a big Christian McCaffrey game. 
you can run on the Chiefs. That's the best way to do it, although the Ravens refused to try it <laughs> for some reason oh, last yeah. week. Uh, but yeah, that's that's your best route, most likely, and that also keeps Mahomes, you know, on the sideline as well. Um, we'll get to some of these big game bets uh, brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Visit High Noon on spirits.com to find the one near you. But we will do a little bit more of that in the 6 o'clock hour. I got one on Travis Kelsey I saw today, too, that's, that's fascinating. And then how, yeah, and there is a Taylor Swift angle to it, I have to admit it, uh, which is kind of bizarre, but there is. But, no, I, I don't think that's a terrible idea at all. I like McCaffrey. I like the McCaffrey matchup. I like him to be very active if you're a 49er fan expecting to win the game. Yep. I think that's the way you win the game. Uh, whether or not they – Follow that and do that. Man, oh, man. We'll see. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Gutley says, I would gladly accept a 10-year New England undefeated streak if it meant that New York, you know what, Giants never won another game. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, keep in mind, 2007, okay, there was no Giants ratted out the Washington Redskins for the salary cap thing at that time, right? Yeah. Like, they were kind of ships passing in the night. It was a despise, you know, it was like a rivalry, but it wasn't like anything personal. It was just about winning and losing. There was none of that. But in 2012, obviously, that changed, okay? But this, again, was, you know, 2007 vintage of that game. And at that point, the Patriots were the out-of-control obnoxious Chicago Cubs fan that just woke up from the 60-year coma that just wouldn't shut up. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's what – it was like a 100-year. Uh, so that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about that time. You just have to remember the time, the timeline and the calendar at that point in your life. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't take it personally. All right. 757-687-9494. All right. The um, text line, again, our, our poll question today, dealing with the MVP of the Super Bowl, uh, is with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it is also with Patrick Mahomes. And it's with Brock Purdy and the field. Right now, 51.3% of the folks that have voted to this point would bet on one Patrick Mahomes to be the Super Bowl MVP. Ka- Christian McCaffrey, a distant second at 23.1, then the field at 17.9, uh, is getting some love too. Brock Purdy, way back at 7.7%. But he is a quarterback, right? Like, you know, right. there's always the quarterback factor you got to. Factor in there with Purdy. You know what I mean? That's what it'd be. Pittsburgh Ross says, just referring to your uh, team stat segment. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, 91 skins, 75, yes. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. 757-687-9494. All right, hot take Tuesday coming up on the other side. Get your hot takes ready. Tyler's already added one. Doesn't have to all be about the Super Bowl, but if you want to go Super Bowl hot take Tuesday, that's fine as well. Uh, Get them ready. These are the things you would say. You know, in public that you wish nobody would keep a record of. So we're allowed to say them on this segment each and every Tuesday. Get them out of the way, and we will not hold it against you unless, of course, you're just going on and on about SEAL. Uh, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports <laughs> Radio. I'm talking to you, Breeze, here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 99, <laughs> 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry Kinglaw, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. James Witham, Sky Sports Center.